So you're listening to this podcast. Maybe you want to make a podcast of your own. Well, Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast direct to Spotify. Everywhere else podcasts are heard as well. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. And if you want to take the conversations of your fans to the next level, you can even do Q&As and polls direct through that same feed. Spotify for podcasters. Get it now. we did it everybody we made it through the daunting wwe off season that was wednesday and thursday and the new season of wwe has finally premiered after 48 hours and we all just watched it go down on fox it is friday the 13th welcome in to the sports kid wrestling facebook page and the wrestle binge by sports kid youtube channel thank you guys so much for joining us here on smack talk we are here every friday night most friday nights i should say rick uccino sp3 the wrestling legend himself dutch mantel gentlemen how are we doing we 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 should have dressed up a little bit it's a it's a season premiere for crying out loud season premiere here dutch well you are right and talking about the show We'll talk about that in just a minute. But my initial perception is it was just an okay show. Nothing spectacular happened. I don't think no alliances changed. Uh, but that's the way they do things. So let's see where they go from here. Uh, you can get you know, the- you know what confused me is the hiring of, uh, of Aldis. I knew it was coming, but. I think we'll have those two end up feuding too. We'd almost have to give I them mean, six, eight months. I mean, SP3, we'll talk about Nick Aldis and what, you know, the trickle down of him becoming the new SmackDown general manager and Adam Pierce now getting promoted to the Raw general manager. Uh, look, bottom line is this is something that's been needed, I think, for, for a lot of reasons. Uh, this is going to work out better actually having two separate authority figures instead of Adam Pierce running, you know, both the offense and the defense, shall we say, playing both sides of the field here. So especially when the draft rolls around, I think this is going to be something that uh, is going to come through big here. But um, yeah, man, this, it wasn't that long ago that Nick Aldis was, you know, tearing it up in the ring. And now here he comes to WWE and now he's going to be an authority figure. Uh, I don't, I, I don't know. It's hard for me to to tell what, they're going to be doing with Nick Aldis if he's going to remain an authority figure, if he's going to end up getting in the ring at some point. But it's going to be – it's an interesting development. It's nice to see him on screen as an on-screen character at least. It's a start. I am very happy to see Nick Aldis back on our TV screens. And him in, him in WWE, has, I think, has been something that I've kind of foreseen for a while because he just has the look, the presentation that just fits on WWE. So immediately – when he came on the screen as the new on-screen general manager, it just fit. And it just instantly gave me vibes of like a young William Regal in NXT. I think that that's kind of the role that he's going to play 
kind of not getting involved too much until maybe we get a heel that gets physical with him and then we can see him back in the ring. So that door is open. Unlike a lot of the other authority figures that we've had on the main roster in the past with Nick Aldis, this is a guy that held the NWA World Heavyweight Championship for over 700 days. He was just in the main event of Impact Slammiversary in July. So he's an active wrestler. So we have that option that you have the the stories that you can open up. And Dutch knows about that. You know, Dutch has played pretty much every role in wrestling. So having these different roles, it creates different story avenues for WWE. So I like the addition of Nick Aldis as the general manager of SmackDown. And I think it's also a move to create identities for each show because all the cross-pollination that's going on of Jey Uso quit SmackDown and then he's on Raw, but now he's back on SmackDown because he has a tag team title and the tag team titles can go on both shows, but not everybody can go on both shows. But Dom has the N the NXT North American Championship, but he's able to be on SmackDown. Like it's very yeah. confusing on the talent and everything. So I would understand like if it was a call from like the the networks of USA and Fox, like y'all got to make this different somehow. So <laughs> general manager is probably the simplest way they can do that. Uh, Stephen Chambers in the chat saying, kind of disappointed, not really a good reception for Aldis, guessing there's uh, fans that have never heard of him. Um, yeah, I mean, look, and this is something I'll talk about later. I was at uh, Fastlane this past weekend in Indianapolis. They put Jade Cargill on the screen, and there were people in the crowd who had no clue who she was genuinely so yeah there you go to these shows these are these are casual fans who are going in there they are probably not familiar with nick aldis they're probably they're going to be people who aren't familiar with jade cargill which is why i think what they're doing with jade is really really smart and we'll get to that later uh we get your super chats in get your comments in. we'll get to as many of them throughout the show as possible guaranteed to get your comment read on the air is by doing what Nasir here just did, sending us a super chat. First time checking you guys out. Thank you so much. Appreciate that. Like the video. If you haven't subscribed to the YouTube channel or the Facebook page, do you subscribe to Facebook pages? I don't know. If there's a button, click it. Subscribe. <laughs> subscribe it. Click it. it. Just click like Thumbs crazy. Up. Do it. Then send, do it. then send some money. That's all you yes. do. <laughs> we appreciate you tuning in, uh, Nasir. Uh, Ozzy in the chat, as always, appreciate it. Where was Roman's other title belt? I actually think they have quietly retired those now. I, I feel like they, they've they just left them home. Maybe occasionally they'll showcase them as, you know, like trophies of his. But I, I think those are – they've quietly just let those let those titles go by the wayside. Thankfully. I think Paul Heyman was like, please don't make me carry these around anymore. Three is too much. Now, now I wonder <laughs> if, if this new title absorbs the lineage of the WWE Championship. Because that would be a shame if the lineage – died with the, the title being retired i i've always i i haven't looked at wwe.com anytime soon uh as far as like what that is but now that they've like officially like merged these belts together my theory still main is still that when roman drops that belt whether it's next month next year 2027 whenever it finally goes down i think the lineage of the united of the universal championship is just going to kind of like fade away and then it'll just be the wwe championship lineage because it's that universal title that started roman's reign so that's the one they have to keep going for him to be at 1100 some odd day what 1134 is that what Corey said we were on right now so uh, that's my theory anyway but i still think we got some time before we figure that one out so, but so, yeah, so ahead, a, a, answer me this yes what is what is 
<laughs> yes. What is Romans? What is his count? 1,134 days. Uh, I believe. I believe. And what is the record? What is the record? Bruno? Oh, it's yeah. seven years. It's Bruno San Martino. Yeah, seven years. We're yeah. Four okay. years away. This is why we're okay. still in the third inning, Dutch. Yeah, we are, really. That'd be a lot of wins. But what I like tonight, you know, the show was it wasn't a bad show, but it wasn't a blowaway show. It was a it was a good show. But like Sid said, they did open a bunch of doors. Yeah. They got so many doors to go through, windows to climb out of, everything, because this is all open. To me, I've always said if it makes sense, then it'll probably work to some some extent. But and they're looking like like we are every week for something that they can exploit. Uh, I was going to say something about uh, L.A. Night, but I thought the people was kind of they were hot, but they weren't hot as I thought they would be for him. I think he kind of cooled off a little bit. I did catch him one time talking. <laughs> you could almost read his lips like I had a. I said, damn. But they had a pretty good match, though. They really did. Yeah, we'll, we'll was, get into all that. Yeah, go ahead, SP3. Yeah. I was going to say, I'm, I think I'm the high man. I actually enjoyed this episode. I actually thought it was entertaining. And I, and I, and this is not, it, it's not the same thing that I look for in every wrestling TV show. In WWE, if they have an eye on the future, I'm willing to be like, okay, that was a good show. And this yeah. this show definitely had an eye on the future, unlike the past few weeks where I've been like, ah, uh, it's been like void of any life. Like this had life, and it was like it was all focus on this is a season premiere, and we're gonna point you towards what's coming next. So I like that. Yeah, this was one of those shows where I'm I'm watching it, getting more excited about what's coming up down the line than I am current what I'm currently watching. Uh, and that that happens from time to time. And I'm like, oh, damn. OK, we we getting Roman and L.A. night. Let's go. Oh, shit. We're getting a Cody and a Roman. Ste well, forget L.A. night. Let's go. Let's speed this shit right up. Let's get going. Let's get the the Roman Cody rematch. I'm ready. Let's fire this up. Oh, Charlotte and Jade Cargill. That's going to be fun whenever they get to that two years from now. Uh, but <laughs> now that's WrestleMania, folks. Yeah. It's WrestleMania, folks. 20, WrestleMania 29. <laughs> Nah, it's not WrestleMania 2029. You guys wanted it. Yeah. This is what all you fans were saying. Yeah, y'all yeah, yeah, wanted it. Here it is. Yeah, yeah. Here you go. Here you go. Jay's gonna win the Royal Rumble. Charlotte's gonna get number 15 on EO, and we're getting Charlotte and Jade for the WWE Women's Championship at Mania. Mm, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, before we get to get to the show, Jacob with a question here. Might as well address it. Everybody's been talking about him this week. Do you all think that CM Punk will come back at Survivor Series in Chicago? He ain't get the memo? No. Oh. CM Punk is uh, not going to be coming back at Survivor Series in Chicago. And I believe WWE went out of their way to make that point uh, by talking to Sean Ross at Fightful.com. He spoke to higher ups from WWE this week. They were adamant that there is no current contract negotiations with CM Punk right now and whether it is sean rossap whether it was dave Meltzer, whether it's pw insider anybody who has talked about cm punk this week they all stress right now this moment which means the door is not closed on him coming back but i think wwe dutch is doing something smart here they are trying to get it out there do not expect cm punk in chicago 
Don't expect it, and don't get mad at us when he doesn't show up in Chicago. Well, I predicted he would, the way things were going. But if you really look at the landscape of WWE, what are you going to do with him right off the bat? I mean, it's a packed, packed roster. You're going to have to move somebody over or do this. And and there's a lot of guys I don't think he just fits with. So I I think CM Punk at this point, if they pick a spell or a spell comes where WWE gets a little bit of like stale, they may hop over there and grab CM Punk for maybe a, a year run. I think he's at 47 right now. And WWE looks at age as everybody, like pro football, they, uh, how much how much service time will we get from him? And I think when they let this time go by, if they promote him right, I think he'll be, he'll be hot. And he, he may be like the territories you should do. If your territory went down, you brought people in. They may not stay there long, but it at least brought the territory up. I think CM Punk falls right in that category. So like somebody uh, needs a partner, I got the perfect guy, and you you kind of say we got this mystery guy coming in, and then it's punk. People will go through the roof, and then they'll take it from there, see how they handle it. But I do think punk will end up eventually, eventually. In, in WWE. Yeah, right now, right now, SP3, he, is, he hasn't, doesn't have any leverage. WWE is as hot as they've ever been. They're selling tickets. Ratings are up. They don't need him right now. And what what, exactly. You know, um, Actually, they would do him more harm by bringing him in now than waiting. We, we, we also have to, like, also talk about the whole part where, you know, Fightful talked about the top stars that, uh, you know, might be against CM Punk coming in. And I don't think it's out the world of, you know, speculation here with this latest report of WWE rejecting him to say that maybe Roman and Seth and them were like, no, we don't want him to come back. No, we don't want to work with him. Because when you look at WWE right now, I just did the count in my head. They got 13 guys they use as main eventers. 13. And you expect CM Punk, who just got done giving his given his own show, given two world title reigns, and he still found a way to, to get mad and get upset out of that situation. You expect him to come into WWE right now when they're riding high and him to take his ego back. And play a team, be a team player, and not have a top position, or him come in and take someone else's top position. That's right. I, I tried to t- try to tell that's, you guys. I don't. I don't know how that that would be a smart hey, move for WWE. Hey, I think hey, this is one of the hey, smartest Punk, moves by WWE. Sid is blasting you right now. Okay, I'll give you his number later. Uh, who said? Well, you'll find out. See <laughs> Yeah, no, this is just one of those things. No, you're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they they got a lot of top guys. And I keep bringing this up. A year ago, we were saying there's nobody on that bench. Brother, did they fill that bench in? Big Mm -hmm. time. Yeah. Yeah. And and just adding uh, 
CM Punk. And he'd be a good name. They don't main event Gunther right now. Like, he's not like a main event. He's in that next up position. Yeah. like gunther and drew mcintyre and all these guys that are like i i just counted the people that they regularly use as main eventers on raw smackdown or main event and all already i, I got to 13 it was roman seth cody jay owens zane all of judgment day all three members i'm just telling males here i didn't even yeah. count the female side of the no. main event scene and i'm already at nine folks solo jimmy uh, L.A. Knight, Cena's here right now. Like, that's 13. That's 13 deep. You expect CM Punk to be, like, take someone else's position or take L.A. Knight's position right now? What? No. no. Unless no. he's wrestling LA- John Cena at WrestleMania. Like, you know, what, 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 what the hell else is he going to do at this point? For me, WWE at this point, they can – CM Punk has no leverage. WWE can wait until it's right for them or until they have a need. God forbid right. somebody gets hurt ahead of WrestleMania season. It's like, well, shit, now we need an opponent for some. But they know that they got him in the bag. Yeah, he's got if somebody he's gets hurt. Hey, and they don't miss a step. Bringing him in now, I think, would do him more harm than it would do either WWE or CM Punk that it would do right by them. So, which is which is not a bad strategy, by the way. Honestly, they called like, me the other day. They called me the other day, and I told them that. So it feels like WWE says, "CM Punk, don't call us. We'll call you. We'll call you." Very good. Very good. All right, let's dive into the show. Keep getting your comments in and your uh, questions in and your super chats in. Uh, we'll get to all as many of them as we can throughout the entirety of the show. SmackDown opening up with John Cena tonight. He ain't gone yet. They haven't solved that actor strike yet, so he's sticking around for a few more. In fact. They, they actually took the studios, took a step back this week. They said, y'all are asking for too much. These aren't positive yeah. conversations. So this strike is going on still. The writers are done. They got their money, but the studios are playing hardball with the actors right now. So we may get John Cena for a few more weeks. It was only supposed to be what? Eight weeks in a row. And then he was, he was going to be gone. He's still sticking around. He opens up. He welcomes everybody to the season premiere of Friday Night SmackDown, and then we ain't wasting any time. Roman's music hits. He comes out flanked by Solo and Heyman. Paul Heyman dyed his hair back for this occasion. They even uh, talked about him looking (laughs) healthy and youthful and very, very happy. The babysitter is off the hook. Daddy is back home, and he spent most of this night trying to clean up a mess and going, what the hell did y'all do to my house while I was out trying to enjoy my vacation? Roman calls Cena a coward, claiming that uh, he is the real greatest of all time. That John came back while he was gone to try to stake his claim. Tells Cena to leave, or they will make him leave. And then Cena pulls a 180 on Roman and says, you know what? I acknowledge you. I acknowledge your 1139-day reign. Cena says, I have not earned a shot to take that off of you but i know somebody who does and here sp3 is the foreshadowing la night his music comes down i thought he got a damn good pop at the open of the show tonight uh where were they at omaha were they in omaha tonight oklahoma watch the show watch the show rick yeah tulsa the the fine folks down there in tulsa oklahoma Gave L.A. Knight a rousing reception. And L.A. or excuse me, Roman Reigns SP3 to me sold this. This man looked flabbergasted. Like, he's just like, really? I've been gone for two months, and this is the best that y'all have to offer. 
Uh, I thought Roman absolutely sold this. He did not look too impressed with LA Knight. Told him he was proud of him, though. In two months, he finally got people to learn his damn name. And they can say his name now. Congratulations, LA Knight. Knight gets on the horn. They do a quick little back and forth between Jimmy before Jimmy Uso attacks LA Knight, and that ends up setting up. He got got real quick. Jimmy getting his ass tossed out of the ring. That ends up setting up solo uh versus LA Knight for the main event tonight. Overall, SP3, what'd you think of this opening segment going from Cena to Roman to Cena once again putting LA Knight over? And now it's off to the races now. We're getting Roman and 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 LA Knight for the WWE Universal Championship. Is it in Saudi Arabia? Is it at Survivor Series? Who knows? But it's happening. Hey, hey, that Saudi Arabia date may be up in the air. <clears throat> With all that that all that trouble they have over there. That's a fair point. I'm not saying I don't know, but that Israeli, you know, the, the Gaza trouble. Yep. May may spread. I hope it doesn't. But they may have a tough time having that over there. I hope they do. That's, that's a fair point. It's a fair point. But SP3, what did you think uh, about the opening of the show here tonight? I thought the opening segment, it was good. Uh, I thought LA Knight came off like a top a top star. He got the big reaction from the fans. And he got a real endorsement. Not some, I uh, just <laughs> pointed at the guy endorsement. But a real endorsement with words from Cena putting him over, saying that he's earned this opportunity. And then also, it was very subtle with how he passed him the mic. It was kind of like how you pass a torch. It was very cool. And Cena kind of playing the cheerleader behind LA Knight the entire time. And that production time, the production of this of this whole segment was really well done, especially when they zoomed in on LA say. Knight and you saw the reflection of Roman in his sunglasses. Just great stuff. Great shot. I thought this was well done to set up this program between LA Knight and Roman Reigns. That's your reaction. Oh, it was. I, I agree. Is it? It's a good way to get L.A. Knight. Now he's in there. Now he's accepted. He's a top guy, and they're going to keep him there because they need him there. So a lot of people may have said, well, I don't know what he's going to do. But, you know, when he came out there, he, he fit in. He, he did very, very well. Yeah, Until he had was, a match. Until yeah. he had the match. I'll get to that in a minute. Yeah, I was gonna say, look, when you the first time you insert somebody into a situation like that, it's you you really don't want it to come off like a square peg in a round hole. He looked like he fit out there and played the part to perfection to set up the main event later on. Uh we'll get to the main event. There was so much intermingling with Roman and the blunt. I'm just gonna take it things in chronological chronological order uh tonight. Uh, we get Pretty Deadly's return to action, complete with slow-mo entrance and a disco ball. Uh, I thought their match tonight between Butch and Ridge Holland was was okay. I thought this was a fine, fine matchup. A lot of this was just theatrics to keep putting over the Elton Strong gimmick. Um, they end up defeating the Broadway Brutes. I, 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 like, I, I liked it. Yeah. El, Elton fakes the injury. I thought this went on a little too long. But Kit ends up kicking Ridge Holland in the head. Elton rolls him up for the one, two, three. Uh Look, it's hard not to like Pretty Deadly. I thought this this was all about their theatrics and getting Elton over. Uh, Dutch, you liked it. Why'd you like it tonight? Well, it's entertaining for one thing. See the way the guys are dressed with, with that top that comes right there, and you look at it and you say, who in the hell would wear something like that? 
but they they look like they're having a good time and I enjoy their stuff. And when I first saw them, I went, ah, I was, I, I was, I you called shit. them dead on arrival Dutch. I believe you said, no, I didn't dead call, on I, arrival. no, no, you're a damn liar, Rick. You're just a damn liar. I didn't call I think them. This is a good time to promote the fact that all of our episodes are available on demand here on the YouTube channel. So if you want to go back to pretty so, deadly's uh, debut, okay. If you want to go back and read, I didn't call them dead on arrival. He but, did not. I didn't I didn't I didn't much like them. No, you didn't. But as they go on, and this is I'm sure the the case with everybody, they kind of grow on you a little bit and you kind of and they're always kind of happy and so but I don't think that they, they they really gonna turn them heel anyway. People kind of like them. So don't don't fight the the wave, but I, I did like this match. SP3, your thoughts? I don't know what's up with the new disco ball in their entrance. He gave me disco inferno vibes. Uh, <laughs> I was not feeling that. The match itself, it was kind of there. It was yeah, solid. The the finish drag, though, I was just like, I get that this is done on purpose to make people believe, but I never believed the entire time. So it just felt like a drag. I, I, I felt like she kept changing which knee hurt. Yeah. <laughs> Said, what are we watching? Pro wrestling, and you we're talking about the belief in it. I think that's like 20 years ago. We're, we're gone from that. So <laughs> just entertain <laughs> just entertain me, guys, and we'll go from there. Uh afterwards, we get Carlito backstage. Carlito finally, this man's been signed for months. Uh, made his return in, in India in Indianapolis to help LWO beat the street business. Uh, Carlito's backstage. He tells Kayla that his return to WWE was what else? It was cool. He's got the apple in his hand. That's something that we didn't see. And then Lashley comes up, welcomes him back, kind of brings up their, their, their old business from like over a decade ago, kind of says, Hey, we're familiar with one another, but you know what? This water underneath the bridge. And you know, really before anything can go down, the street profits attack Carlito. And do you uh, remember that? Do you remember it? Not, Rick. not really. No, honestly. Sid, I remember they were on the same Survivor Series team in 2005. I don't oh, remember. Any it was uh, it was so long ago, but since last time we saw those guys working with one another, like I don't remember a damn thing about it. If yeah, yeah. I got no. I got nothing. Oh, they I were barely... on opposite. They were on opposite teams in 2005. My bad, but yeah, yeah, that's, uh, that's the only time I remember them on opposite sides of the ring from each other. So yeah. I got, I got nothing. But uh, Dutch, your your thoughts on uh, on Carlito's return to uh, to WWE? What do you think he, he can? <laughs> add, what he what can he bring to the table here? Well, he can, but in in this particular case, I think it's wrestling one on one. They go out there, they meet each other. It's you know wrestling by the numbers. Boom, boom. This happens, and then then we attack you, and then the other guys come in and save it. It's the same. It 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 sets the issue between them. But it didn't. I don't think it really sparks it like they wanted it to. They, I, I think they were just looking for a starting point, and they have a starting point. And again, it's like <clears throat> we watch wrestling to see what's going to happen, and we'll follow this and see where they go with it. SP3, what about your thoughts on on Carlito? Now that he's back in WWE, it's been a long time since he's had a a full time contract with with WWE. What do you think he can still bring to the table at this point? 
I think he's someone that could be a, a, a utility player that you can kind of put anywhere on the roster where you think that he can fit. But I feel like the, the placement of the matchup at Fastlane and then this segment made me really just feel like right off the bat they're saying, no, he's mid-card. He's here. He's mid-card. That's what it very much felt like. And that was the only thing that I was kind of down on this segment overall. It was kind of there. And I honestly, probably after I go to sleep tonight, I'll forget this. Segment you said he felt, he, he felt mid-card. Yeah. You know why he felt mid-card? Why? Because he's mid-card. That's exactly why it felt like that. Because they didn't really accent him. And they, they just showed him and a little issue between him and the, the prophets. And that's it. Yeah, and next week he'll fight Montez Ford, and uh, we will see where things go from there. Uh, after we come back from break, uh, we have Adam Pierce trying to pick up the pieces of the backstage attacks. Alina Vega is there. Uh, we get a little backstage altercation with her and Bailey to set up uh, their matchup, and this one was um, it was a little clunky at times. Here, guys, I think these two Dutch, and you can speak on this more than than anything. The size difference, I think, for these two was a little hard to to overcome. Uh, Bailey looked like it was like Kane wrestling X Pac almost in, in this kind of situation. <laughs> like it would like I know I knew Zelina was small, but like watching her wrestle Bailey tonight is just like even when Bailey went for the rose plant, she was having a hard time like even reaching Zelina's arm. Like the, these two just did not mesh well together. It just didn't. It was. Yeah, man, like the, the size difference played a factor in this in this matchup. It, it hindered it tonight. Yeah, that was a, a, a clunky match. Fortunately for all of us, it didn't go very long. I think it went more than it should have went, but that's, that's hindsight talking. But Vega had a great match in Puerto Rico. That was possibly due to the crowd accepting her because she is – or she is from there, but but at least she's a good-looking girl with a little bit of athletic ability, and that's that's as far as it goes. Plus, she's she's a Hispanic, speaks Spanish, so she appeals to that audience. So it wasn't the worst match I've ever seen. wasn't the best. It was just in between. Yeah, SP three. I don't know if. Like, I think Bailey and Zelina Vega could have a good match together. I just don't know if Zelina coming in there and them trying to have this this technical, you know, extravaganza was the, the right way to go. Uh, there's no way they were going to have a good match in four minutes, guys. So Yeah, that's true, too. Yeah, there's like, that. Like, like Look, that. There's, that. There's, there's no way they didn't develop any great chemistry to have a good four-minute matchup. So it was a four-minute matchup that had some clunky moments that yep. all of us are not going to remember tomorrow. Fair enough. Wait a we minute. Just... I'm, having, I'm having some flashbacks right now to that match. Now, oh, he, he, speak, speaking of clunky, um. After the matchup, Damage Control gets in there to, to to beat up Zelina some more. And then we get Charlotte running down to the ring to make the save. And high heels. And high heels. Now, I, I, to love, be fair, I love that going to the ring. To be fair, Charlotte has done some amazing things while wearing high heels. Amazing things in the ring while wearing <laughs> high heels in the past. Running down to the ring was probably not the best call uh, on that one. Yeah, it just, yeah, clunky. I don't think, I don't think she she got the memo that she was supposed to run. <laughs> on the, that was that was actually maybe cringe. she wouldn't have cringe. run. 
What the hell is this? We did okay, see Charlotte. We did see Charlotte later on in the night. We'll get to that coming up. We did have a backstage segment before Bailey and Zelina tonight. Uh, Roman Reigns talking with uh, Jimmy Uso uh, backstage. Uh, they bring up the fact that, you know, Jay is now on Raw, new tag team champion. Roman says Jay Uso is old news, but SP3 calls it disrespectful to see him and Cody Rhodes walking around as the tag team champions, disrespectful to the family as long as they have those belts. And considering the stare down that we got, obviously a lot of people are going to focus on Cody and Roman, and rightfully so. But there was a stare down between Cody and Jay and Jimmy and Solo first, and I think that's the direction we're heading with the tag team championships. I think that's the the title match at Crown Jewel. That's the the second piece, the second big matchup they're going to make for Crown Jewel is that matchup. So that's why it would have been nice if Jimmy and Solo have ever won a tag team match. Would have been nice. Would have been nice. I know I know that it was probably more important to give LA Knight a win and I agree. Yeah, he should have had a win there. Perfect. But this is why you build to the matches at the pay-per-view. If I if I could say, oh, Jimmy and Solo, they won a match before Fastlane, though. So, okay, it adds up. Maybe they do deserve a shot. No, they have never won a damn tag team matchup together. And now they're going to be the number one contenders for the tag team championships. After A-Town down under, the whole thing that made them qualified to get a shot on this show was they were 3-0. and And now we got a team that's 0-1 getting the shot well maybe hey they can always win a tag team match next week they could win a number one contenders match more likely roman reigns is going to pull political favors and have paul Heyman book him in the match more likely but heelish tactics dutch right who heels don't care about racking up wins they just get matches anyway they get. all i can say is they got all the players all the actors on the same page now where they're going See, you know, when, when you watch something and it's apparent to you what you want and they push that on you, you you got it. But here I'm left saying, I'm kind of in the middle on this because I'm not drawn one way or the other. So I'm going to give them a, <clears throat> a week or two to pull it together and see if they can correct my thinking because it definitely is damn skewered right now. I kind of got everything figured out after this episode. I think, <laughs> I think that, I think that. Are you, are you excited about it? Um, I think, I think I am just waiting to see how it plays out, but crown jewel looks like we're going to get. Isn't that, isn't that what I said? Oh, okay, go ahead. Uh, no. Uh, he crown jewel. We're going to get <laughs> Roman and LA Knight for the, for the universal championship and uh, Cody and Jay versus Jimmy and Solo. Then Survivor Series, we're going to get what I've been talking about for a month now, Judgment Bloodline versus uh, Cody and Friends in the <laughs> War Games. And then Raw Rumble is probably going to be, by, by the time we get to the end of the at WrestleMania 40, Jimmy and Jay at WrestleMania 40. Those are the top matches from this whole top program. This They pretty much foreshadowed all of this on this one episode. Let's go way ahead. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> you say, don't go more than two hours ahead because it'll change. <laughs> Jimmy and Jay, how are they going to get those guys back together? What do you think? I think now, that, this is that, a long that, way off. 
that yeah, we're probably going to be talking about that next year. Next year, this time, that's probably when they will be putting it together, maybe of them getting back together. But yeah, yeah, we're 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 heading to the one-on-one matchup right now. But I do, I did like that that backstage segment and and Jimmy saying, yeah, if I was in charge, I would go get Jay. Yeah, <laughs> he still he's wants still, his brother. He still, still hung up only, on his brother. The the only reason he's he he went crawling back to the bloodline is because Jay told him to f off. I quit. I would rather quit than than forgive you for your actions. Because you're the dummy who made me turn on my family. This is why the deal turn never made made sense. And all of you people that keep trying to tell Rick, oh yeah, Rick. Yeah, your 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 theory, your theory worked. No, because they didn't make that heel turn work. So any theory that tries to make it make sense is wrong. Yeah, I was kind of hoping to see something different out of Roman Reigns interacting with Jimmy tonight, like something to kind of pull him in and say, "Look, I know what you're doing. All right, but like, I know what you're doing. You better not f up, or I'm gonna t- or I'm gonna whoop your ass more than anybody. Like I, something like that, something, anything like that, to give credence to my theory that I have talked about on this show ad nauseum for weeks yeah, now, that would, and they didn't. That would have been that would have been very good if he called him in. He said, "Listen, be very, very careful about how how you go forward, and if you that's, fuck that's up, all we needed. that's all we yeah, needed. That's all you need." And they look at each other. And then Roman leaves. Be very careful going forward. I'm trying to teach you, kid. I'm telling you. That's we it. Not, we did not get because that. Now, now you put you put disbelief into the fans like, oh, wait a minute. That's not the way I think it was it would be going. Now they would they would be thinking. I love stuff like that. I really do. It it became like it was like it was like all the stuff that we wanted out of that of that first initial re uh, interaction between them. We didn't get any of that. He just redirected us to the tag team titles. Like he didn't acknowledge the fact that Jimmy has been trying to act like he's the tribal chief while he's been gone. That he's been making Paul Heyman go like a hundred years older before our eyes. Uh, he didn't <laughs> didn't even mention that he lost that fast lane. Like none of that was acknowledged throughout this night. Yeah, I mean, they he, granted, he didn't really get a chance to, right? He didn't get a chance to address the past because the present was kicking his door down. He went down there to, to boot uh, to boot John Cena out of the no, ring. No, no, I'm, I'm just talking about in those backstage segments. Okay, he fair enough. Done yeah. it. He could have done it in those backstage segments, and he True. didn't. Totally he was like It was like, you know what? We're focused on this now. Yeah. This is a problem now. Yeah, exactly. because Roman is really Roman is really good at that stuff. And he's believable. When you pull that camera back, you're thinking about what less words but more meaning, and it'll it'll take you a long way. Uh, and one of the things that before I move on here, uh, Roman did kind of sell a little bit with the fact that like he's not happy with Jimmy with their their backstage interactions on the couch. Like they're not cool. They're not on the same page. And he's one wrong move away from getting a, a royal ass whooping. Like that's that's the story that Roman told me with his his facial visuals and his interactions. Sometimes, though, we do need him to verbally move the story forward or verbally make the story make sense. And they did not do that tonight when they had the opportunity to do so. Uh, Triple H opens up hour two, coming down to the ring. Adam Pierce already there. 
Uh, he thanks Adam Pierce for all the work that he's done over the past three years leading both shows and says he's done such a good job. He's going to promote him and cut his workload in half. He is now the general manager of Monday Night Raw, so no more Adam Pierce on SmackDown. Triple H says it is time to introduce the new SmackDown GM, but we get Dirty Dom who interrupts. Um, <laughs> I, I love this interview. <laughs> I love um, this interview. Dom is uh, trying to get his words out uh, as the crowd continues to just rain down booze on him. You even had Triple H uh, make a comment. Man, I thought they piped that shit in. Like, this, this it got loud in here. Um, <laughs> Triple H pays attention to what y'all tweet, all right? I'm just saying. He he may act like he doesn't. He reads y'all tweet, okay? Basically, Dom comes out there. He struggles to get out the fact that he's pissed off the Judgment Day doesn't have their tag team titles anymore. He says fast lane sucks. He's pissed that a town down has the tag team title match tonight. When judgment day has a tag team title match on Monday, that is when triple H says, Hey, you're talking to the wrong guys here. You need to be talking to the new GM of Friday night SmackDown and then introduces Nick Aldis as the new SmackDown GM, the former NWA heavyweight champion. Uh, we talked about it a little bit at the beginning of the show here, Dutch, but uh, you know, what, do, what do you, what do, what do you like about, or not like about the fact that how they introduced Nick Aldis as the new SmackDown GM tonight. Well, when he went out there, I'd, I'd heard about this earlier in the week, but I don't know if the crowd knew it or the people at home. They probably knew it anyway. <clears throat> but Nick Aldis can work too. He's a hell of a hand in that ring. So I think he's going to play it down the middle for about a month, and then he's going to start leaning toward the heels a little bit, which would get heat on him. And we'll see where they take it from there. I don't think they're going to put him in the ring, but they could put him in the ring for a special occasion. I mean, he, he gets one of those baby faces really pissed off or he gets a, he, he gets to not liking one of the top baby faces. Then they keep talking to him and they pull him apart and they could do a lot of things like that. That's just another, uh, uh, instrument they can use for the whole card. But I, I, I liked putting Nick Aldis. He's a great talker. Plus he has that, uh, what was that old English guy that used to be on the talk show? Lord Alfred Hayes. He's He's got the British like that. So I like this. I mean, I, I'm not jumping up and down on my couch because he's there, but I can see they got somewhere to go with this. Yeah, I saw SP3 some uh people on uh online complaining about how the way the way they introduced Nick Aldis maybe thought he should have gotten a more grandiose introduction considering the career that he's had. Uh to me that didn't bother me so much because they treated him kind of like they would treated Adam Pierce, right? Like they they kind of treated them both like they're on level playing field unless the story was to eventually create, you know, uh, a, a pit of jealousy against uh, Adam Pierce and make him question his his belief as the Raw GM, which is maybe something they'll get into down the line because one of the best lines here was when Nick Aldis got on the mic was like, hey, Adam, nice to see you. Looking forward to some healthy competition between the two, which is one of the reasons why I, I love this. Separate Raw and SmackDown, give them different authority figures, make them feel different, which is something you said at the top of the show here, SP3. But uh, overall, the introduction of Nick Aldis as an as a WWE on screen character, what what did you think about? 
Yeah, I thought the introduction was fine. I like them doing it in this segment, and you needed a heel to kind of to kind of bounce everything off with Nick Aldis being this babyface authority figure and him introducing a babyface to the SmackDown roster. And you needed someone that kind of uh, tied everything together with what they were doing over on Monday Night Raw. So I thought Dominic was a great choice here. The crowd reaction was sublime. <laughs> and uh, Triple H and Adam Pierce's reaction to it. Love Triple H when all this came out and Dom started talking. He was like, use my mic. I think yours is not working. Uh, that was great. That was great stuff. Uh, great interaction with everybody here. And then I liked uh, all this introducing Kevin Owens because yeah. I believe I'm always right. I believe I'm SP3. Always right. I believe that you were the first person to predict uh, Kevin Owens as the draft pick. Here's what I loved about this, right? Nick Aldis making the fact that we did not know for a month who the compensation for Jay Uso was going to be basically made it make sense because that was his first priority as SmackDown GM was to complete the trade and bring over somebody like Kevin Owens. Whereas with, with Adam Pierce being the GM of both shows, what did he care? He drug his damn well, he feet. Was, on he, he wasn't the GM. He's yeah, like, true. basically he's like, basically when uh, a business has like a top position and they don't want to fill it, they don't want to promote anybody. <laughs> So they just have somebody kind of working that position, but they don't want to actually give them that position. That was Adam Pierce for three years, y'all. That's yeah. what Triple H basically told us with this whole promo that Adam Pierce has basically been doing the job of a GM for two shows, but he just got promoted to GM. And I bet Nick Aldis is still getting paid more because uh, that's how it works in corporate America. Uh, anyway, but, <laughs> but this, this reminds me of uh, like the attitude era, Dutch. I, you you remember the uh, you know, the late 90s when they had a lot of the like producers and they were using them as on screen roles like Pat Patterson, Gerald Briscoe, Sergeant Slaughter. This is what it feels like with Adam Pierce and Nick Aldis, who are also producers, whether you know that or not. I'm letting you know they're also <laughs> producers. Now they're giving them on-screen roles. I think it's very cool and kind of goes back to those days. How often did they do that, Dutch? I don't know whether in WWE or anywhere else you've been at as far as like using producers in on-screen roles like this. Uh, very few. I, I remember they, they may have had a few that I don't remember. I've been hit on the head a couple hundred thousand times. But uh, – <clears throat> I think they got a good setup between these two and they can develop. I think all this much more easily than they can. The other guy, because he's, you know, it just simple conversation. Hey, you know, you, you go along with me and let's get along and got some good news for you. Just little things like that. And if he always kind of rules in his favor, little things, now you're you're slowly turn all this kind of kind of heel, and then you can have them come over and say, "What are you doing?" And then they're off and running now because they're trying to oversee what he's doing. I mean, the head office he tells them to f off. So now you got a you got an issue, and let's see where they take it down the road. And I'd be interested in seeing it. We do get Kevin Owens introduced as the trade compensation for Jay Uso and SP3. This is, you know, when you and I first uh, 
we were on a live stream together, I do believe. And when we were first uh, laying this out and you brought up Kevin Owens, I said that would be perfect because the first person who welcomed Jay Uso to Monday Night Raw with open arms was Sami Zayn. He came out there, op- welcomed him, said, hey, look, there's going to be people who aren't going to be happy that you're here. I want you to know I am happy that you're here. And now all of a sudden, because Jay Uso is there, Sami Zayn's best friend and tag team partner is not there. And this now creates controversy between Sami Zayn and Jay Uso, who at the time was his only friend. But now he's got Cody Rhodes as his tag team partner, fellow tag team champion, his BFF, as we found out at the Fast Lane press conference, his drinking buddy. You know, we the, these t- <laughs> these two are very very close to one another. All of a sudden, um, and yeah, now you're gonna have Sami Zayn get mixed in here with having issues with Jey Uso, which by proxy now may mean Sami Zayn is going to have issues with Cody Rhodes. This is one of those things that got me very excited about what could be happening over on Monday Night Raw now. Uh, I I think of it as in a different way of they have basically created kind of two different scenarios on these two shows as far as like what we're building towards for Survivor Series. If you have like the Judgment Day running running things on Monday Night Raw, you got the Bloodline running things on SmackDown. You can have a scenario where on on Raw, Cody Rose and Jey Uso are with Sami Zayn feuding with the Judgment Day, and then on SmackDown, Cody Rose and Jey are with Kevin Owens feuding with the bloodline. I, I love that. I think that that's that's spreading your top program across all both shows. And I think that that is a good way to do things and build up anticipation when you bring everybody together for the war games matchup in November. And Dutch, this is what you've preached about. Create options. You yeah, they got a lot of options. But what you two just said just went right over my head. <laughs> I'm more confused. I'm more confused now than what I was before. See, there is a thing of having almost too many options. See what I mean? So you so say you can do this, and you know, well, you can do a lot of things, but let's don't do something that takes away from the other later on. So I mean, your ideas were good, but I'm thinking, eh, but I'm confused about it. Don't confuse wrestling fans. Because then you actually lose uh, lose out. To be fair, I you think. don't watch Monday Night Raw very often. To be fair. Hey, I watch it very often. I never watch it. Exactly. So there you go. Guess what? I wouldn't even watch SmackDown unless I was paid to do it. Tell you the truth. You get paid? So you guys are fans. I get paid weekly. Mm. Very weekly. Oh, you get paid uh, weekly? Uh, now this? <laughs> yeah, weekly. Very weekly. Uh See, when but, he has computer issues, the check didn't clear. You know what I'm saying? Ah, yeah, 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 there we see? go. <laughs> I'm going to be like, I got Boys, related I- issues. That's what I'm going to say next time. <laughs> We're kidding. We're but kidding. I, I, I think, wait, I hurt my feelings, guys. I'm very emotional. I am. So, But I, I think the you guys put together so many ways in and out of it. I think you, you miss half of it. But it, that's their that's their job. So when they when they book a card, then I'll tell you if I like it or not. If not, I'll tell you something else. 
Uh, we get another backstage of Roman. He is pissed that his uh, old buddy not. Kevin Owens is now on his show. He's pissed that Jay Uso's on his show. He's pissed that uh, uh, who else is it? Cody Rhodes is on his show. He also hates the word yeet. Twice tonight, he had to tell Jimmy, "Don't do that shit." Yeet, Stop it. yeet, yeet. Give me, no, give me. I don't a, like okay. That. Use some bass like in your voice, Dutch. Give me a Where? yeet, yeet, yeet. What is a yeet? I just read about it the other day. Yeet. I never, I'd never heard of it before. What's that mean? Yeet. I'll be like, I, I actually anything I you want it to mean. I actually don't know what the the origin of yeet is, of this version of yeet is. To be honest. Uh, yeah, I mean the original version of Yeet is when you toss somebody. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Them. Uh this is like like your Yeet. I, I thought like it was your... like somebody combining yes and bet together. Yeah. No? Not okay. that. I think that this I think this is just this is just the the evolution of your it be it has now become Yeet. Okay. See, see, Dutch, Gen Zers and Millennials, we just make up our own fucking language. You know, like English isn't hard enough as it well, is. I don't, we I, just make up words. Well, that's good. I bet you five years so from it, now, it's, it's really so it, it's it's a word that actually can mean whatever you want it to mean. Yeet. I guess. You said, "What did he say yeet. to you before he slapped shit out of you?" He said, "Yeet." Oh my God! So somebody tells yeet. you, "Yeet," cover up, that son of a mother. Yeet. Son of, Son a, of a yeet. yeet. I like that. Like <laughs> you mother yeet. How's that? We it's get good. Nick, we get Nick Aldis backstage talking to the women's <laughs> tag team champions because I love of course. I, of course. I loved the second that there was a new manager introduced on the screen. Chelsea Green was right there up his butt trying to kiss ass and get anything and everything she wanted. And she wants new women's tag team titles uh, designed. Somebody brought this up in the chat earlier. The I, I should have started. I apologize. But they were hoping that – there we go. We got Rod saying, I was hoping Triple H would introduce new tag team titles tonight. What the hell are they waiting for? We may be getting new women's tag team titles before we get men's tag team titles at this point for crying out loud. I'm with you on that boat. They, they revamped all their championships and never touched those dirty, raggedy-ass – not even blue and red yeet. championship belts anymore. Yeah. Like, what are we doing? Those yeet, yeet belts. Yeet. What they are. <laughs> yeet. What do you think about that? Yeet. Yeet. Now there's what? also there's yeah. also reports that they're going to be talking about splitting belts back up. Either way, get us some new titles, please, please, quick, fast, and in a hurry. But um, do it. Do it. Ended up being a terrible first impression for Chelsea tonight as they are interrupted by Nick Aldis having another meeting. We get Charlotte Flair walking in. Nick tells Charlotte, uh, look, I don't like what happened to you at Fastlane. I believe you deserve a shot at EO Sky for the WWE Women's Championship. And he set that match up one-on-one -on -one next week on SmackDown. But then the money shot happened. The money moment tonight, Ooh. I should say. Charlotte Flair goes to walk out. Jade Cargill walks Yeet. in. And Yeet. those two stare down. Yeet. And then, honestly, what are the moments of the night was Triple H like sticking his head like in between like y'all see what I did here like that cheesy ass smile on his face like y'all know what I'm doing here y'all know what I'm trying to do what I'm trying to set up and uh, he introduces Jade to Charlotte and vice versa Jade says it's a it, you know it's going to be a pleasure and Charlotte says yep it will be a pleasure for me or something like something along those lines I don't know exactly she said what. it's she said it's my pleasure and uh, Charlotte yes. was like not yet 
Yeah, somewhere. it's going. It's gonna be. <laughs> it's gonna it's be. be. SP3 wins this match happening. They're they're putting WrestleMania. these together. WrestleMania. You think, you think it's gonna be that quickly? WrestleMania. They did it for a reason. They 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 were foreshadowing things for the next few months, but they also foreshadowed WrestleMania on this show. They're gonna give us Charlotte Flair and Jay Cargo. I think I think that is that is a type of matchup where you don't even need to have the title involved. No, you don't. You can still have to your two title matches and do Charlotte versus Jay Cargo, and that's the per that's the person that if I'm WWE, I that's the person that I bet on can have a great matchup with Jay Cargo on that stage. Yeah, look, um, I, I'd like to see it. Look, we we've talked about ad nauseum. WWE needs to find some storylines for Charlotte not involving a championship. I would personally love it if Charlotte and Jade Cargill is like her first big storyline because it's like you. Oh, you were brought in. Don't think I don't know what's going on here. You were brought in to replace me. You don't replace the queen. Like that's that's simple basic storytelling that they could set up their entire rest you could have charlotte eliminate jade cargill from the royal rumble whatever you got to do to set things up and then jade gets pissed and she comes back in and she tosses charlotte out and then there's a melee and a brawl and everybody's losing their damn minds that i again spitballing here thinking of shit off the top of my head i'm sure there's better things that they'll come up with but uh dutch what about you uh did, does the idea of jade cargill charlotte flair uh excite you no it does i i you know, they're both pretty, pretty big girls. So we're not talking about a girl much smaller. I would like to see these two, but, and see what they, because both of them are very, very talented. What if they went 20 minutes to a time limit draw? I haven't seen a time limit draw, I swear, in 20 years. On WWE, you guys, anyway. On WWE anyway, they've done it several times in AEW. Yeah. Okay, but not in WWE. So that way they could have a hell of a match, and then you you got a rematch out of it automatically. Just and let them, and then get into maybe a little bit of a step match, uh, no time limit, and it probably wouldn't even figure in in the second match. But I think people would want to see it. Yeah, uh, I would definitely, if you're going to do this, right, and you're going to do it fairly quickly, I think WrestleMania is about as early as you can do it. I think that's about as early as you can do it. You don't want to, you know, blow your wad to be crass here at, at Royal Rumble or anything like that because Jade does, you do want to get, uh, do a, I like what they're doing with Jade Cargill where they're kind of sprinkling it, her in here a little bit and having her appear on TV and, and, She's been on Fastlane. She's been on Raw. She's been on NXT. Now she's been on SmackDown. So she's she's hit all four WWE's major shows, PLEs included. Well, she, now she didn't hit Raw yet. She's gonna be on Raw this week, probably. Yeah, she hasn't. Oh, that sorry. It was a it was a uh, video package. Regardless, right? So they're constantly putting her on television in some way, shape, or form, right? So I think this is perfect because as I found out in Indianapolis here, Dutch. Um, she came up on the screen and the guys that were sitting next to me like loudly were screaming, who is that? And we're looking around and we're confused as all hell. Uh, obviously, Jade is an attraction. You see her, you stop, you pay attention. But there are people who are not familiar with her work, who do not watch AEW. Uh, kind of similar to the reaction we saw from from Nick Aldis tonight. There are people, a lot of people there who probably don't watch NWA, had no idea who he was. There are people who don't watch AEW, have no idea who Jade is. So I think by sprinkling her in 
and putting her with Triple H and putting her with Shawn Michaels on NXT and now doing a face-to-face with Charlotte, that's going to let people know, okay, this is somebody we need to pay attention to. This is somebody I need to Google. This is somebody I need to figure out who this is because she's got a bright future ahead. I love what WWE is doing with Jay Cargill right now. They're introducing her to the people who don't know her, and they'll all go, uh, at least half of them, will go research her. And then they'll find out probably more researching her than what WWE's told them already. Got a massive... My, my opinion. Got a massive super chat here from referee Rob Legion. Thank you so much. Love what you guys do. Can I get a shout-out for the wrestling promotion that I referee for? ALW Atomic Legacy Wrestling. Boogeyman, Sabu, Shannon Moore, the Headbangers, all going to be at ALW Blood, Sweat, and Fears. Hell yeah. Good. Give a good shout-out to ALW Atomic Legacy Wrestling. We appreciate I'm com- it. I'm coming. I'm coming there, too. Dutch, you're going to be wrestling on that show, right? You're going to be yeah, going. I'm, well, I'm not going to be wrestling. I'll just be standing around talking and watching the other guys. Can you but I'm going to be there too. Can you, yeah, throw you a punch? We'll put you in the tag I'm a punch. I'm, no, I got, I got spray mace. That's my new gimmick. I, I just want you to punch Rick. I just want to do a spot where you punch Rick. He uh, I, I, I still can't take a bump. I'd hit him and he just look at me. That's going to take more than that. I ain't selling that crap. My back's still messed up. I can't bump right now. Uh, we get our tag team title match tonight. Cody Rhodes versus uh, Cody, excuse me, Cody Rhodes and Jay Uso against Austin Theory and Gracer Waller. Uh, quicker match than I was hoping for and anticipating. Uh, Cody and Jay end up getting the win with the Co One D. Is that what we're calling this? The the Co One D. Um, and they were calling it Cody One D, but I think Co One D sounds better. Yeah, I think I. I don't know. I. I I don't think either one of them are that great, but I do think Co1D sounds a little bit better. Uh, I thought this match was fine. Like I said, it was a little shorter than what I was I was hoping to see out of this. Maybe a, a little bit more allow um, A-Town Down Under to be a little bit more competitive, but time restraints being what they are, you still had to do the main event. You had to do the stare down segment, which we'll get to. Or SP3, what do you think about this matchup here? This I think it's because I watched you know the fast lane matchup with Judgment Day that was great. The main event of Monday Night Raw this week was terrific. That just just felt like a basic ass WWE match. It was one babyface takes the heat, we get the hot tag, come back, double team, it's over. That yeah. it was a, yeah. you don't you don't even have to watch this episode. I told you how that match went. That's how it went. That's how they booked it. That's how they laid it out. And the crowd ate it up. So it was honestly, when you really think about it, the best match on the show. <laughs> uh, Dutch, your thoughts. Basic one-on-one wrestling again. Because they don't need to get fancy with this. They just need to advance someone in the easiest possible way. People saw it. They liked it. And we'll see them take it forward that they're advancing him and it all culminates at, at the pay-per-view, of course, when they bring it all together. And while it doesn't make sense if you look at it individually or singly, but if you put it all together, it all it all ties in pretty good. So they're doing actually a pretty good job. Not all these matches can or will blow the audience away, but they're advancing one of the participants or two of the participants, and now they're ready to go ahead and they can advance. Can we just please figure out a way for Cody to not break his neck every time they do the Co1D though? 
Like, I really, like, the one on Raw and then this one, where he takes, like, he's basically taking, like, a German suplex bump off the springboard on the second rope because, I don't know, like, he's not able to land the same way because the person is elevated. So he's, like, landing high on his neck. And I fear that and if he does that too many times, it's going to wind up bad. It's a timed move. Yeah. And I've seen it about three or four times, and the timing is always a tenth of a second off. You're relying on three people to all hit at the same time. That's difficult. I wouldn't take it. Somebody said, are you going to put the move? I said, bullshit. He's putting (laughs) shit on me, buddy. I ain't taking that crap. Let's come up. Roll me up. All right, just roll me up. I'll make it look good. I'll I'll kick my feet for you. Yeah, I'll give you the little just baby. A, pins, you know, we're good. Just give me a little small package, and it's the same ending. It's the same result. Yeah, <laughs> okay, I, I, I do feel like these kinds of shows, right? Because like SmackDowns before, we've seen great wrestling on SmackDown before, but I feel like when we get to like a season premiere, I always kind of prep myself for the wrestling to be like the secondary or thirdary thing on on the show. Like they they, they want to load it up. With big stars, big moments, you know, advanced storylines, which is fine, totally fine. But these kind of shows, I've kind of prepared myself that the wrestling is going to be secondary and it's going to be as as Sid would say, basic AF. Uh, yeah, like and- like this, this, me, the guy that loves pro- the in ring work of professional wrestling. I really, I'm the guy that enjoyed this episode the most because this is what I expect from WWE. If it's a season premiere, I'm not expecting to have a great matchup. I'm expecting them to set up things for the future and get you excited for that. And I think they did that this episode. Uh, and it started right here with this showdown, right? What? Dutch, what did it tell you? Because just a few months ago, we're talking about, oh man, The Rock was on SmackDown. They're they're putting him back. They're talk. He he's on Pat McAfee's show talking about how he's open for WrestleMania 40. Then he's showing up on SmackDown, and we're thinking, oh well, sh- shit, Cody's screwed. Uh, signed, sealed, and delivered. We're getting Rock Roman at WrestleMania 40. Well, now tonight, we got the stare down that let us know. Cody and Roman is is happening. We're going to get a rematch at some point. It's just when is that going to happen? Do you think that's a Royal Rumble match? Do you do you think maybe something happened with the Rock? What's going do you when do you think Cody and Roman is happening? Because we know it's happening now. Uh something happened that we don't know about. And it happened with uh it happened with Rock. That's that's where it happened because Cody was going to be there anyway. I think they wanted, and and they painted the whole picture that it's going to be Roman and uh, The Rock at WrestleMania. And that's that's what I come away with, as you guys did, right? Everybody thought that's, that's where it painted. Then something else, something happened, and it changed it all. Now they've switched it. But at least they can switch it to a guy that they know can produce and has already been there. So I don't think they're really too perturbed about it. But, okay, individually, what would you rather see? Would you rather see Rock and Roman or Roman and Cody? Because remember, Rock, Rock, Rock said we need to make this an event, something they've never done before. And they've already seen Cody and Roman. They hadn't seen Cody and I mean uh, 
Roman and Rock. No, no, no. no. This, this is us putting the theory that this is Rock's move. But another theory that I just thought of is what if Rock and Roman was the Vince plan? And now that Vince is out of play mm. and Triple mm. H is 100% is mm. in charge, we've gotten mm. clear messages after this week when the report came out that now we're getting Cody and Roman. I'm very confident in saying I think that Roman and Cody is happening at WrestleMania 40. And I feel like I feel like it's a mixture of both of those theories. And I think that I'm leaning more into the one I just brought up that this is what Triple H wants. He wants Roman and Cody at WrestleMania. Look, Triple H is trying to build a show for the future and anoint top stars. And Dutch, to answer your question, me personally, I'm invested in Cody and him finishing the story and getting back to the island of relevancy. And tonight, that raft that he's been floating on in the middle of the freaking Atlantic finally turned back toward the island of relevancy, and he is headed right there i'm not saying he has maybe. to win the royal rumble to set this up. i'm not saying he has maybe. to win the royal rumble back to back to set this up but i definitely feel like we're heading in the right direction and the and the vince being out thing is interesting to me sp3 and also gives me pause because vince could be back two months from now and everything could be thrown in the freaking you know popcorn maker and get shuffled all up all well, over how, how much power do you think vince still holds in the creative process none right now from from the report it's point one. So yeah. if he has it, if, if he calls, if he calls in and they think the idea is good, they might use it, but it doesn't seem like a lot. I, to answer Dutch's question, I think that Rock and Roman is much more interesting than Cody and Roman. I think, I think we've already seen, much. we've already seen Cody Hell and Roman yes. at his best, at his yes. best. That was WrestleMania yes. 39. It's not going to get better. Like, uh, like that, doing this whole stare down, I was like, Okay, cool. I'd be excited if this was Royal Rumble. This is WrestleMania. I'm like, you're not going to be able to get that build to be the same or get people to believe the way you did last year. I don't know if you are. I'm just not sure. That's just me. I, I think it's I'm I think sure I think it's fair to be skeptical. I think it's fair to be skeptical about that. But to say that they can't do it, I well, they can do it. I'm not betting against them. Uh, appreciate you, uh, Nasir Alexander, once again saying uh, he enjoyed himself. You guys are fun. Appreciate that. Thank you uh, very much. Another big super chat here from uh, referee Rob Legion. Uh, ALW will be recorded for Fight TV. Awesome. Dutch, uh, do you have any advice for aspiring managers? And then Rick and SP3, do you have any advice for aspiring YouTubers and uh, review streamers? Uh, Dutch, your question first. Save your money. <laughs> That's what I got for you. Just save your money. Because it comes, it goes, but just if you make if you make a hundred dollars, save seventy-five of it. That's all I can say. Damn, Dutch with the the brutal honesty. Yeah, that's like, like when people that's like when people ask me how to get in radio and I just say don't. No, it's how <laughs> somebody asked me how you get into wrestling, I say it's not how you get in, it's how you get out. That's what you, you need to know. You know, years ago, guys would get out. They would have nothing because they didn't really make a lot. So it was so much different than what it is today. I mean, it's – but I'll say one thing. It was fun as hell to do that because you go to these towns and you were young and drinking a little bit and on these long trips, but it was fun. It really was. You were tired as hell, but you were young. So you didn't give a crap. 
Uh, as far as advice on uh, YouTubing, patience, 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 and try not to compare yourself to others, man. Like you just got to keep doing it, keep working it and figure out what works for you. Just be yourself. And again, patience. I've had a YouTube and channel for two years and I haven't even cracked 700 subscribers yet. I'm trying. Check out my pinned tweet, by okay. the way, if you want a chance to, to go to uh, full gear. By the way, AW Full Gear the thing in, uh, about, California. I'm giving away tickets. About, Check out my pin tweet. Yes, Doug. The thing about YouTube is if you get anybody that knocks you, knock them right back. Because negativism sells. I know. If I if I hear the two YouTuber says, that Dutch, that old fossil bastard, blah, 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 I'm coming right back at him. And I'm not, I mean, I, I'm kidding, but a lot of fans don't know that. So uh, I'm giving you a and I think some, this week. I, I think really I think some of the best feuds in the last two months have been the YouTubers arguing with each other. So That's great stuff. And it works. Um my not, advice, not that not that not that I'm ever negative on anybody. No, not like no. That. no. Never. never my advice as someone who's had a YouTube channel for six years is two things. Uh just create create as many videos and do different things as well with your YouTube channel. Don't just do reviews, do previews. Don't just do, do a podcast. Yeah. Do, 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 a fans, do a fan. Do a fans only. That's always do a good. fans only. You could do Q and a, just try different things. You're going to find the thing that you're best at when you're doing a YouTube channel. And like Rick, Rick said, it, it's a lot of patience uh, in the game. Cause like I said, I've had it for six years, closing in on 10,000 subscribers. And most of that came this year. Because it, and it's all about just focusing on yourself. Just keep grinding. That's what I would always say to everybody. As far as like review streams, that is difficult. Just take notes. That is the best thing I could tell you. Yeah. To do, I do a review show every single week here and, and for AEW Dynamite on my own channel and running the show like Rick does. That's a lot of note taking during uh -huh. the live broadcast. And I miss stuff by writing notes. Like, honestly, I have to go back and watch the show twice, basically, because I'm like, shit, what did I miss? Let's go back up. Oh, take that note. You put right, it, through commercials. Why don't you put it at half speed? <laughs> The interview. <laughs> nope, I'm good there. Let's talk about this main event, gentlemen. L.A. Knight versus Solo Sokoa. Um, there was a big miscommunication. I don't know if y'all saw a big miscommunication early on in this match where they're doing the uh, high spot. L.A. Knight ducks the clothesline. He ducks the back elbow. It looks like L.A. Knight's either going for like his big clothesline or he is going for a crossbody. And then Solo just wrecks his shit with a clothesline. Uh, and, and LA Knight kind of looked up at him like, bitch, what are you doing? <laughs> like, I think this is what you were alluding to earlier, Dutch, where you could see him down on the ring mat talking to him. Yeah, and he looked, he looked at him like, what the hell? Like, what the uh -huh. why am I on the ground right now? Like, <laughs> I think that's what happened there. These two got it together, though. Uh, overall, some nice spots. I thought the, the, the pickup press power slam that he hit, LA Knight did on uh, on Solo was impressive. That's a big boy there. Uh, Knight ends up getting the uh, the win with the BFT after Jimmy Uso and John Cena get involved, but they didn't touch either competitor in the ring, so no DQ was called. Knight gets the win tonight. Crowd goes uh, goes wild for him to get the win. SP3, what do you think about this? 
Uh, they got it together by the end. It came yeah. together. It was a solid enough matchup. LA Knight, once again, picking up a big victory. The only the third man uh, on the main roster to pick up a singles victory over Solo Sokoa, showing rarefied air as uh, Cody uh, Cody Rhodes. I think it's a... No, yeah, it's, isn't it just Cody and someone else? It's a, I think it's one other person. Maybe J- yeah. Jay? I don't know. I don't know. I think it's it's like it's yeah. It's just Co- maybe it's just Cody and La Knight are the only two that have beaten Solo on the main it, roster. But Sam, I believe there's didn't, one. Didn't, no, hang on. I believe there's one more. Maybe it's Jay. I don't know. I don't. I don't I'll, know who. I'll, I'll but, look it up. I'll look. It yeah, up. I believe it. I believe it's one more. But yeah, big good win for La Knight. He needed this victory, and then the post match with Roman Reigns coming out and spearing him, showing some fear in 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 la night and establishing that he is the threat to his title right now dutch what were your thoughts well i kind of agree with sid a little bit kind (laughs) of whatever he said no but it was good so if you really think about it you put these two guys together you could actually envision either one of them winning but who needs it more because la night wins it more he 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 needs to have that. Solo, it's okay. You can beat him sporadically, but he got some offense in at the end, I think. So leave him happy. And then the Roman was standing tall. So the whole uh, thrust of that of that match goes to Roman and L.A. Knight. So and it ended good. So I'm kind of happy with the show. Not blown away, but it was a good show. Uh, by the way, AJ Styles did beat him, but it wasn't on a on television. And, oh, the, the, the and, other person I'm thinking is Sammy at uh, Night of Champions. He pinned him in the tag team matchup. Okay. So three people have pinned Solo Sokoa on the main roster. Yeah, Seth. Even Seth Rollins got a DQ win over him. Didn't even beat him. So uh, there is that. I do want to say though, this continues to show the growth of both of these performers, because this is a match 18 months ago that would not have main evented in NXT and yeah. it main event Friday night SmackDown tonight. So uh, triple H has done a great job with both of these guys. Um, that says more for solo than it does for LA Knight because somehow uh, LA Knight, like I said, we've talked about it ad nauseum. The, this man is bulletproof. He has survived bad gimmicks. He has survived numerous losses and the fans just stuck with him. So LA deserves a lot of credit for that. But still, man, uh, yeah, they're doing a good job with both of these guys right now. The The moment of the night, though, was how they closed it out. Roman Reigns shows back up, delivers a big-ass spear to L.A. Knight to close out the program tonight. So I'm excited to see. They gave us a little nibble of it tonight, Dutch. I'm excited to see Roman Reigns, who has grown into one of the best promo guys, and I cannot believe I'm, like, seven years ago, you would never, never have caught me dead. No, you would have never. Roman Reigns is seven years ago. He couldn't guys. put two words together. Roman has grown into yeah, one of seven the best years promo ago. guys. LA Knight is one of the best babyface promos going in wrestling right now. And a very old hell, you want rock Roman? Here we go. We got LA Knight Roman. It's close enough. Like the guy's got that old school mm-hmm. attitude era feel to him. I'm excited to watch these two trade barbs on the microphone together. I think they're going to work really well with one another. And that's what you want because you want people looking forward to. If you're looking forward to them talking and they stay away from touching each other, you want to see that match. And WWE is the world's best. 
and putting it down and making it work. I do always worry, though, that sometimes L.A. Knight's uh, promos are better than his matches. And I did feel like there was moments during this main event matchup <laughs> that the crowd was a lot quieter than I'm used to when L.A. Knight is in the ring. Yeah. That's, that, that's what I was saying earlier because I felt that attraction kind of fade. I felt like it was fading in the middle of the match. And then it picked up, and, you know, Roman and they started all this other stuff. Yeah. But – well, we'll see. That's why we play yeah, the game. The match started off sloppy, uh, and I think the crowd kind of picked up on that. Uh, getting the wrap-up signal here. Uh, SP3, what you got going on from uh, True Heel Heat this weekend? Uh, the True Hill Heat flagship podcast. We go live at 11.05 a.m. Eastern time tomorrow. It will be myself, Miss Chrissy Love, and Top Guy JJ, the, the OG trio back together. We'll be talking about this week in professional wrestling with the NXT AEW Tuesday Night War, Tony Khan's meltdown, Triple H replacing Vince McMahon, WWE rejecting oh, I love, CM Punk. I, I love that. Talk all about it. Join I love Tony Khan meltdown. I love that. So you can catch me, fans, at uh, on YouTube, Storytime with Dutch. This week we uncover the Ric Flair uh, interview that he did where he was all over the place and the Hulk Hogan interview where he just said, hell, I've invented everything. I mean, and, and we picked that apart. So, and we answer fan questions. So it, it's a good show. Storytime with Dutch on YouTube. Go over there. Sign up. We got 90, almost 96,000 subscribers. So I'm trying to get to 100. I'm trying to get to 100,000. So they'll give me some kind of plaque or something. But but 100,000 subscribers, that's nothing to sneeze at. That's pretty good. Not at all. Uh, no, I'd, I'd take that tomorrow. Uh, check out my uh, pinned tweet, by the way, right now. Uh, if you want a chance to win two tickets. Uh, to AEW Full Gear November 18th. That's Saturday night at the Kia Forum in Los Angeles. You, especially those people who are out on the West Coast, check out my pinned tweet, retweet it. You can get to LA that night. I'll get you in the dang door. I'm giving away two sets of tickets. So check out my pinned tweet for that contest. Uh, you can follow me at Rick Uchino, <laughs> like it's spelled on the screen right there. Uh, you can catch me tomorrow night from 9 to midnight on 700 WLW Radio in Cincinnati. And then Sunday on Sirius XM. Uh, channel 88 NFL radio talking about the Bengals and the Seahawks uh, on their red zone channel this weekend. So I'm all over the place. One stop shop is the, uh, the old Twitter page there. Thank you guys so much. Thank you for all the super chats tonight. Thank you for all the comments. I'll try to do better next week to get to more of them. Conversation was really, really good tonight uh, until next week when we're back 10, 10 Eastern standard time. Have a great weekend, everybody. We the people. <laughs>